This is the city, the queen city of the West. There are a million stories here, some funny, some not as funny as we hope they'd be, and some about coyotes. My name's Wiley, I carry a bunch of fleas. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckaroos. Assembled here in the beautiful Emory Theater in downtown Cincinnati, Ohio. Let me take a moment to introduce us. Let me take a moment to thank Texas Big Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. And then to say, on the base to my left, your right is too slim. I remain Ranger Doug, idol of American youth. Woody Paul is the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And our orchestra is under the direction of Joey the Cow Polka King. If you fellas are ready, we have one of the great Bob Nolan songs to start off with tonight, the Song of the Bandits. Long, long ago in old Wyoming lived a maid Fair as the sweetest flower blooming in the shade She loved a bandit bold who roamed the prairie o'er And every night she'd listen for his call Then far to the west his voice come ringing Riding a wild horse he come singing Helioli a pioli Long days 
lonely night she waited all in vain till winter passed and summer came again still every night when the moon comes shining for his song her heart went fine and Strap partners, because there's plenty of high kicking entertainment to come right after these wise words from our sponsors. Ah, the happy sounds of the polka. Yes, polka seems to make life worth living. But what about the dark side of Slovenia's musical gift to the world? Polkaholism, yes. Sanitariums are bulging with music lovers who can't just say no after a few social polkas. Families torn apart, lives ruined, futures squandered as polkaholics wind up in the gutter, crawling pathetically to the next big six fat Dutchman show. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Not with the polka patch. Yes, the polka patch eliminates traumatic interventions, budget busting therapy, and the heartbreak of going cold bratwurst. How does it work? Simple as strudel. You merely Velcro polka patch to your chest. It's flesh colored and practically invisible through the thinnest bowling shirt. Each polka patch has been dipped in sauerkraut lager and polka sweat and exposed to countless hours of Whoopi John Wilfart live at Iron World. The result, tiny increments of polka essence seep into your bloodstream. Polka craving, gone. Polka blackouts, off Vetersane. Polka nightmare. It's over. Wake up and smell the sausage. The Polka Patch. Here's how to order. The Polka Patch, only $9.99. Pick up the phone and call 1-900-YANK-VIC. That's 1-900-YANK-VIC. Recovering Polkaholics are standing by. The Polka Patch. Remember, in your hour of despair, there's a patch of light at the end of the tunnel. A Polka Patch. That is Radio Theater sends a great big Western howdy to our station of the week. KOPB in Portland, Oregon. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the classic Goofus.
Here is the idol of American youth, Ranger Doug. Well, thank you, Texas Fix Bender. We have a brand new Christmas album out on Columbia Records, and we thought we'd do something a little unusual and go south of the border and pick out one of the great Christmas tunes, not for, that you've heard before, no, one from south of the border, from Trio Los Panchos, one of the great folkloric groups of Mexican mariachi music. This tune was written by the great Chucho Navarro, was it not, Ranger Doug? One of the founders of... Uh, Trilos Panchos. That's great. You're Listen. talking about south of the border? I thought you meant Covington, but I... <laughs> Pretty close, Slim, but not <laughs> close enough by a thousand miles or so. This is a song called Navidad, the Año Nuevo. Translated, your plate is very hot. No, translated, it means <laughs> Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Viene la noche buena, la Navidad, con sus lindas posaditas, para gozar. El niño Dios en su cuna nos brinda paz. Yo en la luz de tus ojos voy a encontrar mi felicidad. Yo en la luz de tus ojos voy a encontrar mi felicidad. Qué felicidad, qué felicidad en la Navidad, en la Navidad y en el año nuevo. Si conmigo estás, si me das tu amor, si me das tu amor en la Navidad, en la Navidad y en el año nuevo. Qué felicidad. Ya llegan los santos reyes junto a portal y al niño dan sus regalos con humildad. Siguiendo la luz de Venus, llegan allá. Yo en la luz de tus ojos voy a encontrar mi felicidad. Yo en la luz de tus ojos voy a encontrar mi felicidad. Qué felicidad, qué felicidad en la Navidad, en la Navidad y en el año nuevo. Si conmigo estás, si me das tu amor, si me das tu amor, en la Navidad, en la Navidad, y en el año nuevo, qué Writers Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddlebound. We'll be right back.
Here's a little of the number four song of the National Polka Countdown, the Nutcracker Suite. into Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 10 of the exciting Western melodrama, Return of the Evil Empire. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Riders in the Sky on a special U.S. State Department mission to the remote, backward former Soviet Republic of Borstrovia have learned four things. One! The boss of Borstrovia is none other than their old nemesis, the heinous villain Algernon Swinburne Slocum, who has ordered his chief of police, Charlie, to have them shot on sight. The Borstrovians have only rotten borscht to eat. This is because each year in the past, the beet harvest has been delayed until the start of the monsoon season. With the coming of the monsoons, it rains for days and days. The ground becomes covered with more than a foot of water. And as you no doubt expect, when the water goes away and the beets are harvested, they are quite distinctly rotten. The reason for the delay in the harvest is so the borstball playoffs can be played before the rains come. Borstball is the national pastime of Borstrovia. The Borstrovians are in great need of a domed stadium. To this end, Ranger Doug has given his personal guarantee that if they will go ahead and harvest their beets before the rains come, he will see to it that they have a 50,000-seat-plus domed stadium. Oh, of all the harebrained ideas, where are we even going to start? Oh. We'll start by writing to the Government Consumer Information Center, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Yeah, they're sure to have a pamphlet on how to build a 50,000-seat-plus domed stadium. In addition to all this, former High Sheriff Drywall has been fired from his big Elvis My Way, the Red China Tour, and is now riding in the back of a cattle truck, bouncing along the back roads of the old USSR. And now, episode 10, entitled, Your Government at Work. At the efficient, modern, federal government consumer information center in the bustling city of Pueblo, Colorado, another day has dawned and the happy federal workers are on the job and anxious to get to work. Well, I guess you're about those Broncos, huh? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and is it a beautiful, wonderful day, and you know why? Because consumers need our information, okay? I have a large stack of requests that need answering today. Let's get started. Ben? Coping with enforced early retirement on a small government pension. I got it. Who's the go-to? Uh, J. Danforth Quayle, Indianapolis, Indiana. All right. It's on its way. Okay, uh, next, uh, Eddie? Yo. Running a large federal bureaucracy while coping with a crushing deficit. Got it. Who needs it? Uh, George, uh, no, Bill Clinton, Old State House, Arkansas. Check. Uh, next is, uh, haircuts for success. Bob, you get this one. I got it. Send it to uh, Ross Perot, Dallas, Texas. It's gone. Uh, ben, here's another one for you. Writing and performing the successful radio comedy show. You got it. Where to? Uh, let's see. Room 101, Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. And Ben, you better rush this one. I heard that. Um, Eddie, here's your next one. Okay, yeah. uh, let's see. How to build your own domed stadium. Is that uh, under 50,000 seats or over 50,000 seats? That's 50,000 plus. Got it. Uh, ship it to Riders in the Sky in deep Borstrovia. On its way, boss. 
And it is indeed on its way. Once it leaves the highly efficient Government Consumer Information Center, it enters the cozy confines of the U.S. postal system. And these same dedicated, uniformed government agents, who for only $9.99 will bring 100 live baby chicks from your good neighbors at the Del Rio Chicken Ranch, right to your front door. Those same good men and women waste no time in speeding the writer's pamphlet on its way. Thus it is that exactly 24 hours later, a parcel arrives at the remote mountain campsite of Riders in the Sky. Here comes the Borstrovian Pony Express. He's tossing the mail. I got it! Oh, I missed. Yep, sounds like my Tiffany crystal sculpture of Adrian Barbeau finally came. Yeah. Well, that's not all Ranger does. Look. No, it's the pamphlet on how to build your own dome stadium with seating for 50,000 plus. <laughs> Yay! Woody, why don't you look it over and tell us if we can build a dome 50,000 plus seat stadium in a couple of weeks. I see, uh, okay, Ranger Doug, cubic, cubic, Ranger. Ranger Doug, as I see it, using these plans, we have two options. I see. What's the first one? Well, within the next hour, we have to amass 500,000 cubic tons of cement, sand, and water, as well as 650,000 steel reinforcing rods, build 30,000 perfectly calibrated molds, and assemble a labor, labor force of 10,000 people. I see. And what's our second choice? Well, we can build it ourselves out of mud. <laughs> what did he say? He said, or we can build it ourselves out of mud. Uh, he's had one too many rotten beets. <laughs> Woody, do you really believe that a 50,000-plus-seat dome stadium can be built of ordinary mud? Ordinary mud? No, Ranger Doug. But the unique properties of Borstrovian mud, the same characteristics that make it the ideal medium for growing beets, could make it possible. Mud really? that grows beets is different than other mud? Yes. Tom Robbins first discovered the unique properties of beets in his novel, Jitterbug Perfume. Oh. Since then, scientists have discovered that it's not the beet, it's the ground they grow in. Think of it as two concentric octagonal molecules with a specific gravity and attraction that enables them to permanently bond together in a chain reaction if the right catalyst is present. Oh, you mean like biscuit dough? Exactly, side me. Once the catalyst is applied, you can mold it into an incredibly large and complex shape that is stronger than steel. Whoa. And when heat is applied, it will hold that shape forever. I see. Sounds like a crock to me. But what would the catalyst be? Uh, Elmer's crazy super glue, all Bondini. Where in the world will we get any of that? Uh, I suspect Side Meat's cook wagon would have an ample supply, Ranger Doug. It's the secret ingredient in his biscuits. What? Is it Side Meat? Well, uh, no. <laughs> side meat. Is it? Side no, Meat, I've analyzed your biscuits. I know what I'm talking about. The future of a country depends on this. It certainly does. Well, not my country. Side Meat, you can deny this. You can keep your secret and let an entire country lose faith not only in America, but in me, the idol of American youth. So, what's your point? My point is that that would be the easy way. That again. But it wouldn't be the cowboy. Oh, all right. It is my secret ingredient. It gets rid of all that nasty, light flakiness. Turns my biscuits into... The, the hardest, hardest substance known to man. I got 55-gallon drums of it in my cook wagon. All right, we can do it then. Let's get to work, men. <laughs> And so riders in the sky roll their big sleeves up and go to work, building a 50,000-plus dome stadium out of mud. While all across Borstrovia, happy farmers spend the day harvesting the first ripe, not rotten beets in the nation's history. Yes, as this momentous day ends and night falls, everyone is happy and full of hope for the future. 
Everyone that is, except for two rotten beets who late that night are returning from a fruitless tax levying expedition. I am not happy, Charlie. Why not, Slocum? Uh, let me count the ways. One, I didn't get a billion dollars in foreign aid. Yeah. Two, I did get riders in the sky. Yuck. Yuck. Three, I'm the boss of such a worthless country, there's nothing to tax, nothing to steal, nothing to embezzle, nothing to rob, nothing to nothing. Nothing. Yeah, but that may change, boss. Eh, what do you mean? Well, let me count the ways. Eh? First, the farmers are harvesting the first beet crop that ain't rotten in the history of this country. So, rotten or not, there's still beets. Yeah, but two riders in the sky, using mud, are building a 50,000-plus seat dome stadium. Oh, that's good news. Uh -huh. Just what a country with nothing needs. A dome stadium made out of mud that seats over 50,000 people. Well, if you want to, I can go shoot him and put a stop to it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't know why, but my killer instincts tell me I may need a stupid mud stadium. Right. Charlie, you better slow down. There's a truck up yeah, ahead. Yeah, I see it, I see it. Yeah, great. We won't get home till after midnight now. With Slogan and Charlie following closely in their armored limo, the truck hits a pothole, and a sleeping bedraggled Elvis impersonator tumbles out into the dusty road. The fall wakes him and shaking his head to clear it, he stands up to face the glaring headlights of the limo. The sight of the large oncoming automobile paralyzes him with fear and instead of jumping out of the way, he stands there frozen like a deer caught in the headlights. Hold on! What are you stopping for, Charlie? I think I just ran over Elvis. Eh? Oh yeah, I see him back there. He's still moving. Back up and finish the job. Right. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, my door was stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine too, but it looks like Elvis, all right. Yeah. Charlie, Elvis has been dead for years. Well, it doesn't look like it. It looks pretty good. Yeah. It's just like him, boss. If I didn't know any better, I'd say he was high sheriff drywall. Oh. Hey, 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 you! Oh. Who are you? Are you drywall? Oh, I don't know. Are you Elvis? Oh, maybe. See? The bell. Yeah, mm. falling off a truck and being run over twice must have given him amnesia. Yeah, it'll do it to you. Yeah, well, we can't leave bodies laying around on my national highways. Pick him up, Charlie. We'll put him in the trunk. Right. Yeah, wait a sec. Let me open it here. Yeah, there you go. Toss him in. <laughs> <laughs> right. We get back to the palace, put him in that cell next to the office. We'll yeah. figure out what to do with him tomorrow. The Borstovian night is long, but eventually dawn breaks, the sun rises, and the boss of Borstrovia is at his desk, hard at work, looking for an angle. Well, there must be some way for me to raise some money for crying out loud. I own the country. Well, let's do some paperwork here. Uh, what's this? Application for name change. Let's see. What's his name now? Fred Poopface. <laughs> wow. I can see why I'd want to change that one, all right. What's he want to change it to? Steve Poopface. <laughs> denied, denied, denied. I hate that old joke. Morning, boss. Yeah, what's so good about it? Well, I'll tell you. We got Elvis in the jail cell oh, next Charlie, week. for the last time, Elvis is dead. That's drywall. Oh, yeah, whatever you say. What do you want me to do with him? He's awake now and he's hollering for a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. Oh, give him a dose of lead instead. <laughs> My pleasure. All right. 
jeez, I don't have enough to deal with. My chief of secret police believes Elvis is alive. They're about to shoot him. Wait a minute. If Charlie believes Elvis is alive, and here in Borstrovia, other people would too. Millions already believe he's still alive somewhere. I got a great idea. I gotta stop Charlie. I'll use the intercom. Charlie, wait, don't shoot. Oh, no. Is this curtains for drywall? Is Elvis really alive? Well, if not, then who did I see in the Burger King last night? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions by asking Dick Clark, but you will find them right here, same station, same time, next week in episode 11 of Return of the Evil Empire, entitled Elvis Resurrectus. It's a burning hunk of all shook up, that's all right, mama melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again are America's favorite singing cowboys, Riders in the Sky, and Joey the Cowpoke King. Thank you, Texas Vic Spender. Now is the time for our semi-regular feature, Sagebrush Serenaders of the Silver Screen. Tonight we salute America's favorite cowboy, Roy Rogers, with his 1948 hit, Pecos Bill. One, two, one, two, three. Pecos Bill was quite a cowboy down in Texas And a western superman to say the least He was the roughest, toughest critter Never known to be a quitter For he never had no fear of man or beast So yippee-yay-yay-yippee-yay-yo yippee He's the toughest critter west of the Alamo Pecos roped a raging cyclone out of nowhere He saddled it and straddled it with ease while that Bronco bucked and tossed him, Pecos brushed his teeth and flossed him, and he tamed that ornery wind down to a breeze. So yippee-yay-yay-yippee-yay-yo, he's the toughest critter west of the Alamo. Pecos lost his way while traveling on the desert. Water! Water! It was 90 miles across the burning sand. Water! Little king. He knew he'd never reach the border if he didn't get some water. So he got a stick and dug the Rio Grande. While a tribe of painted Indians did a war dance, Pecos started shooting up their little game. He gave those redskins such a shake-up that they jumped out of their makeup. That's how the painted desert got its name. While reclining on a cloud high over Texas, with his gun he made the stars evaporate. As he watched them all declining, he left one brightly shining as the emblem of the Lone Star Texas State. So yippee-yay-yay-yippee-yay-yo, as the emblem of the Lone Star Texas State. Till we meet again, Saddle Pals, same time, same station. 
So long, Saturday. For more information on Riders in the Sky, two Smiths Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, 7 Music Circle North, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunk at the famed old Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. Riders Radio Theater is written and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Bird, our sound effects wrangler, Professor Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King, producer Lasso and Larry Ashcraft, coordinating producer Jeff Whistle, recording engineer Gallup and George Zahn, sound effects Honcho Winchester Jim Springfield, who appears courtesy of Harris Allied Broadcast Division, our chief engineer Jamboree J. Crawford, stage manager on the Mark Tipton, sound engineer Rope and Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spender saying so long, Saddlefiles. We'll see you next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network.